Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm Frank Luna Puma Podcast. And you're listening to Teka Teka Explains. In this episode... I just heard Ateneo de Manila students protesting cases of sexual harassment on campus in 2019. Harassment not from other students, from the professors. Let's take a look back at past cases of sexual harassment in the academe that went viral on social media. We ask, is it safe for our students to be heading back to -to face-to-face classes? Since first year, there have also been stories about abuse that were mental and physical coming from teachers, coming from higher years, especially when it comes to the performing arts majors. That's campus journalist Sophie Reyes in an interview over One News Short Take. She's editor-in-chief of Variations, the official student publication of the Philippine High School for the Arts, or PHSA. Sexual abuse at the hands of teachers was thrust into the spotlight once again after an expose by Vice World News. In that June 28 article, Vice alleged that a quote-unquote culture of sexual abuse thrived for decades at PHSA. In fact, in January, the school's community launched a signature campaign that drew nearly 130 students and over 200 alumni. Listen to Michelle Abad, a researcher and writer for Rappler, who reported on cases of sexual harassment in high schools in the middle of the pandemic in 2020. For around like five months from 2020 to 2021, I followed some sexual harassment cases in uh, St. Teresa's College, QC. And so in the first part, like I learned about how sexual harassment isn't all like overtly sexual all the time. So it doesn't necessarily mean like the teacher's going to grope you or, um, you know, something that's explicit as that. And predators often like befriend their victims first. Remember that viral campaign? That was when students took to social media with the hashtag do better to call on their schools to act on unaddressed cases of sexual abuse, many of which were committed by faculty. St. Theresa's College, Miriam College, St. Paul College, School of the Holy Spirit, Marikina Science High School, Bulacan State University, the list goes on. What's the government doing about these cases exactly? Here's Commission on Higher Education Executive Director Cindy Jaro. We will be launching educational resources pertaining to ethics. Ethics ito, but I know that there is one topic about sexual harassment. In educational material siya, but our intention is to integrate it into uh, one of the topics to be taught in our programs. She said that schools should be looking at strengthening their enforcement of the Safe Spaces Act and launching information campaigns to keep students aware of what harassment looks like. 
uh, kung ang importante sa akin din is that aside from going after sa, sa, sa school, dapat it is already integrated into the system through information dissemination at kaya naman yung mga guide through the help of guidance counseling and an independent and partial committee that will handle uh, cases like that. We also reached out to the Department of Education but didn't get a response. But anyway, Cindy of Ched also pointed out that the law mandates that all school heads act on reported cases of sexual abuse. She says that as long as schools comply with these systems, our students should be safe. I think our law has already defined naman the liabilities of the perpetrator. So meron na po dito na talaga sinasabi, the school head will be liable if you will not implement it o kaya naman if you will not act or reported acts of gender-based sexual harassment committed in the educational institution. Professor Teresa Paula de Luna, or TP, agrees with this. She's coordinator of the UP Diliman Office of Anti-Sexual Harassment, one of the first offices of its kind in higher education institutions in the Philippines. The due process is very important. Yun yung pinaka-important. Because if you fail to um, honor that, mawawala yung case. Because this is also to ensure that anybody couldn't just report someone maliciously. And this, this is especially amongst peer relations. Under the Safe Spaces Law, sexual harassment is specifically prohibited in workplaces and educational institutions. It also defines microaggressions like catcalling, stalking, cyberstalking, and gender-based online sexual harassment. Misogynistic, sexist, and transphobic remarks are also penalized under the law. It all sounds good in theory. There's just one problem. Sexual harassment typically isn't obvious in the beginning stages especially when there's an imbalance in the power dynamics. Here's Rappler reporter Michelle again. That's the difficult thing, because like, well, the first stages of grooming is probably befriending, but the, the law doesn't penalize befriending. The first stages, you probably won't be like able to file a case against a teacher just for befriending somebody, unless there was something you know already explicitly sexual in those cases. But does it have to come to a point that the kid was already abused for them to be eligible? At the PHSA, Vice reported that most cases of harassment were committed by respected professors who were seen as mentors. Those same professors often held rehearsal sessions in their homes. It didn't help that it all happened in an isolated boarding school run by the government. Professor Tipi Daluna admits that while better systems should be enough, the Do Better and Me Too movements in the Philippines say a lot about how victims lack faith in the system. I think they're not confident enough with the current uh, system. So yung confidence is not there. The awareness might be there, but for some, hindi talaga sila aware. Like, for others, so, hindi po mama ko aware na meron pala talagang opisina na ganito. But the half of those would be the non-confidence on institutions based on anecdotes, etc. Um, they are still wary about relationships of professor. Kaibigan ni prof ganito, si prof ganyan. Let the cases of Ateneo and PHSA sink in first. Some of those who came forward were graduates who filed their cases years ago and never got any justice. Most of them say they still grapple with the trauma to this day. Time's Up Ateneo is one of the groups formed in the wake of the Me Too protests. Here's Martina Heras of Times of Ateneo. She's also an alumna of the PHSA, talking about how victims are oftentimes made to sign non-disclosure agreements. 
yung ganung classing NDA for new victims complaining i think it's a way of them um telling the student na quiet ka lang ha don't talk about this with anyone else because we don't want the school's reputation the institution's reputation tarnished it comes off to me as more of a face saving tactic than a data privacy uh sort of thing and i do agree na may legal implications may data privacy implications ang talking about it in public spaces but how else will the victim inform others of yung abuser especially if the abuser is currently still abusing students journalists reporting on harassment often hit dead ends because of powerful ndas trying to get information from the school is difficult because they often like to use the data privacy card like they say things like there are investigations ongoing so like we can't disclose this now or sometimes they just straight up don't want to comment or they'll refer you to the statement that they put out after the social media backlash but on the flip side there's also a reason identities need to be protected Here's Professor T.P. Daluna of the UP Diliman Office of Anti-Sexual Harassment again. Another reasoning would be if it goes to the social media and there's a trial by social media, nahirapan din kami, no? Nangyari yun sa amin. Nahirapan kami because there, there will be people who will side with the victims of, of sexual harassment, alleged victims, and there will be people who will support the perpetrators, the alleged perpetrators. Martina of Times of Ateneo says that ultimately, the system enables a culture of secrecy that allows abuse in schools to carry on. How will they come forward when there are already so little spaces to talk about these, so little platforms not to talk about these experiences? What it does is just para siyang sapak na lang sa victim na we're sorry that this happened. We'll look into it. But in the meantime, do not talk about it. It is a culture of secrecy and that institutions love to handle everything under the table. They love to bring the victims to the back door and discuss it there instead of addressing the whole community that is obviously also concerned with the victim. Take the example of Sachi Sikihor, a former Ateneo de Manila student who filed an official sexual harassment case with the school. She said she was groomed by one of her professors. Here she is in an interview with Philstar.com in 2020. I think that was the one thing I really asked was, help me get better. You're supposed to be getting an education, not giving it like an open door to people. Take advantage of young individuals yeah. who might be very impressionable at the time. And being unsafe in a place you're in almost 24-7, that took a toll on my mental health. She also says the university could have handled her case better. When I was made to sit in front of those people, it, they were all on one side of the table, and I was on the other. It was very cold. It was very corporate, the way they talked to me, and they asked me very personal things. At one point, I started crying. I was like, I was sobbing to the high heavens because I did not like reliving what I had written. But most disturbing of all, at least according to Sachi, was that for the length of the school's probe, She continued to see her abuser around in school, sometimes with other women from the high school. Once he was let go, he went on to teach at another all-girls high school. Since the girls don't always file cases and like they might not even realize that they're being abused, the teachers could just teach again and again and even just transfer schools if they think that the school is like on to them. This puts a lot of pressure on schools to really make sure that their schools are safe spaces. 
because that's how schools have been, you know, supposed to be practicing their environment, you know, for their students. These things are still being talked about. These, this is an issue that our youth, our children still care about. The parents, the students, the community, journalists, um, human rights advocates, they're all eyes are on schools. So with face-to-face classes starting up again, how can we all ensure our schools remain safe? We leave you with the words of Senator Wynne Gachalian at the first meeting of the Senate Committee on Basic Education. It didn't happen just overnight. It's a culture, meaning it, it's been happening for a very, very long time. And it produced a generation of abused students. So it, it, it means that it's not only one student or two. We cannot just leave it open and um, just being investigated. Then the culture will not break. The only way we can break the culture is someone will be responsible and someone will be put in jail if need be. That was today's episode of Teka Teka Explains. Again, I'm Franco Luna. This episode was edited by Carl Sayat. It was produced by Kat Ventura. If you liked this episode, share it with a friend or two. And of course, don't forget to follow Teka Teka and Puma Podcast wherever you listen. Also, don't forget to leave us a 5-star rating on your podcast app. This really helps us get the word out about our show. We're excited to build our community with you, and it looks like we'll be able to meet for events real soon. So if you want to stay in the loop, please go to pumapodcast.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Thanks for listening. <laughs>